0: Welcome to the Known Parent Podcast. This podcast is presented to you by your friends at LifeWay Student Ministry. We want to help you lead your teenagers to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can learn more about LifeWay Student Ministry at www.lifeway.com. Your hosts for the Known Parent Podcast are Rick Paul and Mike Wakefield from Student Ministry Publishing at LifeWay. Rick has a son and daughter in college. And Mike has a daughter in college and a son in high school. In addition to being parents of teenagers, both Rick and Mike have experience in student ministry, church staff ministry, and ministry through student ministry publishing. Let's join Rick and Mike as they share their experiences related to the topic for parents and teenagers addressed in this month's known study.
1: Welcome to another episode of our Known Parent Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Rick Prawl. I've got Mike Wakefield here in the studio with me, as always. Mike, how's it going today? I'm good, Rick. How I'm doing great. Good. Mike, this topic is so big... As we're talking about God this month, we had to bring in the expert, yeah, um, our right. LifeWay expert on God. <laughs> so we turned to Scott Stevens. Where is Dr. Rayner? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Scott where Stevens is, is He could today. Him. Where so is Ed we... Stesser when we need him? Since we couldn't <laughs> get those guys, we've got Scott. Scott, how are he's you He's the oldest, oldest, oldest <laughs> other guy. I'm good, Rick. He's, he's closer good. to God. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, <I'm> good. <laughs> Scott, as we're getting into this whole parent podcast, you know, most of our parents that listen to this know probably more than they want to about Mike and I. Tell us about yourself for parents that are listening to this, maybe didn't hear you the last time you were with us. Uh, who are you? What do you do at LifeWay? And a little bit about your family.
0: Yeah, I well, I have the privilege of leading our student ministry team here at LifeWay. I get to lead a group of leaders uh, from our publishing area and camps and events and marketing and Internet and various areas of our work to try to bring strategic focus to what we try to do to help families and churches uh, minister to students. Uh, and my family, <laughs> uh, if uh, if we make it to August, I will be married to my sweet wife, Debbie, for 25 years, Woo-hoo. so it's a big anniversary coming up, and we have two teenagers. We have a son that's a junior in high school and a daughter that is a seventh grader.
1: Woo-hoo. All right. Well, good. So between your seventh grader and junior and Mike's, what's your son now? He's a junior. I'm junior. Okay. And uh, we've got one in college. I've got two in college. We've got kind of the gamut here. You know, We are talking this month, parents, about God. Um, Obviously, we talk about God every month, but we're specifically talking about God this month. We're looking at questions in the Bible study with your students, uh, questions like, who is God? What is the Trinity? What does it mean for God to be sovereign? And what does God do for me? Now, before you turn us off and thinking, (laughs) man, there's no way I can do that, Mike, what would you say to parents as we're looking at these huge questions as we even get started why should a parent hang with us for a little bit and listen to what we're going to talk about?
2: Well, I think uh, biggest reason is because um, just from things I've been looking at this week and on TV and, and and papers and stuff like that. If if as a parent, I'm not talking about that, my student's going to pick up somewhere. They're going to learn about God, or they're going to hear things in the world about God, or right. those kinds of things. And uh, there's just a lot of junk out there that if I'm not helping them understand the truth about who God is and what he's about and his character and his nature and what he wants to do in their lives, they're going to hear it from somebody else. And, and it's not always the truth.
1: Yeah. Well, and one of the things that, that, you know, I've read, uh, it's in Brad Wagner's book. Um, I think it's called the, the shape of faith to come or something along that lines. Right. Um, he talks about that the majority of, of Christians, even as we're having conversations with other Christians or even within our own family, there's very little conversation about God. Right. Um, and man, that is, we're looking at things in the news and things going on in the world today. I think it's real important for us to sit down and talk about God. Um, lots of people, yeah. lots of people believe, but it's,
0: it's always that deal too about God with a big G God with a small G. What God are you talking about? There's lots, the vast majority of folks will say they believe in God, but, but what God are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. And that's uh, I agree with Mike. It's, there 's lots of different ideas about that, and we need to help our kids know what the truth is sure. and, and maybe even how to talk about that with their friends
1: right well it definitely goes back to to Deuteronomy chapter six at his parents you know our our god given responsibility is to talk about him, uh, to make him known uh, within our family, to talk about him when we 're sitting down and rising up and we 're at the dinner table and we 're driving in the car uh, to make that a natural part of our conversations. Um, why is that so difficult? For us, as parents, especially as dads, why is it so difficult for us to just sit down with our kids and talk about God?
2: That is amazing. That you know, I mean, we'll we'll tackle some tough issues yeah. with our students. You know. Before we, for, before we, do, you know, want to talk about God or theological kind of things, it's almost like that thing we talked about before: is that we want to abdicate that to the church, and well, that's right. what that's what the youth minister is going to talk about. And I think one of the reasons that it's tough for us is because maybe we don't have a good handle on it, maybe we don't have a really good understanding of who God is, and, and we feel so inadequate to be able to to share that. I don't know.
0: One of the things I, I would say about the three of us, I don't know it wouldn't apply to everybody out there, but we're almost, if you will, because of the nature of our jobs and calling. I mean, we're professional Christians. Exactly. And our yeah. kids, I mean, you know, we talk about these kind of things all the time. It's 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 in our work, and it's that whole thing about, I guess really for all of us, is the thing about my relationship with God personally but then how i communicate about that with my children especially beyond right. even for us what what we do vocationally sure
1: right. and, you know as we're talking about this you know this whole idea that Mike, you brought up a great point that sometimes as parents, you know, we can talk about, you know, sports and, and we can even talk about sex, you know, and sex is one of those big things it's like, oh my gosh, as a parent, okay, I've got to talk about sex. Um, and we we tackle that, but we often do think that, okay, well, I'll, I'll let the church and I'll let student ministry handle talking to my kids about God and helping them understand about God. But in reality, man, if your kids go to everything that your church offers throughout the course of a week, you know, that's maybe five to eight hours of programming if they go to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, how much more time do you as a parent have to just talk about with your kids about important things like God? And if your kids are like a lot of kids and they only go to two hours of programming at your church, they're only getting two hours worth of discussion about God, right. man, they watch more TV than that every day at your house. Uh, they're on the internet probably that much every day. Um, I think as parents, it's important for us to talk about God.
0: One of the great opportunities and just thinking through this as we're, as we're talking uh, when I think about when my kids have any kind of uh, science or biology related kind of homework, right. because man, what they're hearing there uh, about, you know, creation versus evolution and all these things we know that are big things. I mean, that is, that is, an, that's an opportunity I should take more advantage of to talk about God. Right. And especially as we're talking about him as creator here in, in this session to talk about, you know who he is, what he did, how that lines up against uh, maybe what is just taken for granted in in material that they that they go through uh, at school. Sure, yeah,
2: I, I agree that that and with Scott, and we talked about this a lot about taking advantage of those teachable moments to talk about. I mean, it's not you know we, we probably get a little intimidated to say okay, let's all gather in the living room. We're going to talk about God for an hour. You <laughs> right, <know? yeah. laughs> but, no! Exactly, that's why no. our kids are screaming, that's right. Oh, no, you know, God. but to take advantage of, I mean, one of the things, one of the lessons in here is about God's sovereignty, okay? I mean, just look at past events with the, the the earthquake in Japan and the tsunami and all the things going on there. What a great opportunity to talk about, okay, is God really in charge? You know, we say that, but do we really believe that? When we look at current events, can we really say that, you know, God is sovereign? And well, what a great opportunity to open up the scriptures and to, and to look at some of those things. Yeah. Well, I
1: think probably our best course of, of action for this podcast is to kind of walk through these four sessions and kind of give parents the big picture, the ballpark of what we're doing. And parents, as Mike has said, looking for those teachable moments, those opportunities for natural conversation rather than sitting down and planning, okay, Tuesday night, we're going to talk about the Trinity. Um, you know, just kind of. <laughs> you might want to schedule two nights. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. It's, it's Trinity Tuesday. <laughs> and we'll carry it over to Trinity Thursday. So, um, but yeah. we have provided some additional information to help you with this. Obviously, in, in you know, 20 minutes, we're going to have a hard time giving you all the information you need. But uh, you know, Scott Stevens has helped me um, record some podcasts for leaders who are going to be teaching this Bible study material. Those are free podcasts for you as well, available on our website, lifeway.com slash known. Just look for the leader podcast on ABBA, and we'll walk through each one of these points individually. We've also included on our website, um, under our parent ministry resources, some questions specifically that you can ask your students each week related to these four questions that we're going to talk about. And again, just very natural questions. We talk about you know, doing that in the car, around the dinner table, whenever you have some natural opportunities to talk through these questions. But let's kind of jump into these questions and kind of give just a quick picture of, of this. The first question we're talking about in the first Bible study is, who is God? We talk about these creator, sustainer, and Lord of all. What does that mean for us as parents? How do we talk with our kids about
2: who is God? I think... Scott brought up a good thing with uh, when our students are dealing with things in their science class and that kind of stuff. Talk about creator. We just had a discussion the other night. Uh, my son uh in his physics class you know we were talking about some of the physics thing and just the incredible stuff a lot of times it sounds like blah 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 to <laughs> me because i have no idea what he's talking about <laughs> but you know he's sharing all this stuff and we just both kind of just stopped or all three of us my wife was there too just kind of thought you know yeah like all of that happened by accident yeah you know and just to stop and to really think about how god has created things and uh, you know, just what a great opportunity to do that or, or just like, you know, and, and going back to that passage in Deuteronomy, Rick, cause he says, as you walk along the road, as you do those things, you know, so as you're on a trip, you're on a vacation and you're in the mountain or something like that.
0: I had that exact thing happen last month and gosh, our family hasn't done this as a family ever. And I hadn't been in about 10 years, but we went to Colorado last month, spring break and went skiing Wow! and we're in the uh, top of the mountain there in in Tanner, my junior is looking out at just the beauty of God's creation, and uh, and he mentions to uh, one of our friends that we're staying with out there. He said, he said, so so do you ever do you ever get to where you take this for granted? Mm-hmm. Because mm. you could just tell, and that was a real yeah. teachable thing. You know, we just yeah. there at the top of the mountain just talked a little bit. Isn't it amazing what God has provided here? Right. Um, and 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 that was just one of those mm-hmm. moments. I, I think it's 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 great to take advantage of those opportunities. But even as creator, I was thinking more about my daughter. That he is a creator of us personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is the creator of, of everything that's out in the universe, but also everything that's in it. Uh, and uh, in this session, even talks about how he created it to the, that world to be inhabited with people. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think about he and he's created Annie on purpose. And even how sometimes kids aren't happy with how they've been created. Mm. And she's a seventh grade girl that has undergone a lot of physical changes and Mm. has really grown up and and more mature and kind of, you know, got taller and slimmer this last year and things like that. And and, and to look at those changes and talk about – You know, God has a a purpose for you in creating you and not just in what you look like, but then what he wants to do in your life. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which goes to that second point about the sustainer thing, that he's not just he hadn't just started this thing, thrown us in there and (laughs) said, Have a good time, you know. It's he's still involved. Yeah. So
1: when and I think I've shared, you know, on our podcast before that I have a degree in biology, and so talking about God as creator and sustainer, you know, that whole creation aspect. I mean, that's easy for me. That's fun, and I love. I, there's a couple shows on cable, um, you know, that that I love to watch. Um, you know, Planet Earth, and then just the Life series. Um, if you take away a lot of the narration, because it gets very evolutionary, and even a lot of stuff that's on National Geographic, they they have a specific worldview mindset that comes. across cross and their philosophy in, in the shows it's very evolutionary, doesn't include a lot of God. But when you look at the images from planet Earth and life and and just the way that God sustains little frogs with plants, that their little insects are caught in the t- plant, that, that God is sustaining life for this little frog. Certainly he's going to sustain life mm-hmm. for us. Those are great ways to show your students just this big picture of who God is and how he creates. And Google Earth you know, is mm-hmm. great just to to view from the big picture all the way down to the little mm-hmm. thing and how God has orchestrated everything. Just some really cool stuff. But the third part of that session is that, that God is Lord of all. What does that mean for us as families? And and what should it mean for us as families that God is Lord? How do we demonstrate God is Lord of our family? Boy, now you're stepping on toes. Yeah, because we're the dads. I mean <laughs> but, but I'm the Lord of
0: my family. But, but yeah, <laughs> but is He when it comes to decisions in our lives and that our kids see, I right. think even in how we reach those decisions and what and what they are, does it reflect does it reflect a does it reflect that he is the authority in our lives and that he really is in control and that he is, if you will, the the boss that, that we would defer to what we believe his desire would be, or will it all, would it right. most of the time be what it, our personal desire would be?
2: Yeah, is it really is he really in charge of us and our family? Is it really that our lives are dedicated to him and what he desires and where he wants us to be and what he wants us to do? Or are we just giving a cursory nod to him right. you know, yeah. on Sunday. We're gonna do what we want to do, but oh yeah, God, yeah, we, we yeah, we go to church. You know, I mean so <laughs> there's a huge difference in that of that and that's intentional. And I think especially the three of us sitting here as dads, that's intentional it needs to be an intentional decision as me as a dad to say this is hey, this is the way that we are going to live. And we talked about this a lot, Rick, that you know, I don't care what other families in our in our neighborhood are gonna do, we choose to live this way as right. God is the Lord of our home. Well, I think it's important for us as as parents, as dads, to be real open, to say, you know,
1: i prayed about it and I really feel that this is where God's leading us. That you know, as the dad, I may be leading our family, but you know, I want you to know that God's leading me too, and leading your mom, and we're making decisions that this is why we're not gonna watch this. This is why we're not gonna have this, this is why we're gonna do these kind of things and, and be real open about that. Yeah. Yep. Well, our second session gets into what is the Trinity, and we've got just a couple minutes to talk about well, that. Well, let's move on yeah. past that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> that has to do with three. Yeah. Exactly. What else would you like to
1: <laughs> And I guess the question for me is, as a dad and as we're thinking about the Trinity, why, why is it even important for us as families? To, to talk about God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, and how do we do that?
2: Well, I think it goes back to something that Scott said earlier about what kind of God are you serving. Right. Um, because there is just a lot of stuff about God, higher power, the man upstairs. Right. You know, there's just a lot of stuff out there. You know, I mean, and some of it's kooky. I mean, it's just really, <laughs> I mean, I was at the working out at the rec center the other day. And on on the show is Oprah and Shirley MacLaine talking. About oh, there it. You Oh go. man, You know, I mean, it's talk that, about out on a limb. <laughs> oh, <but gosh. laughs> Oh, wow. You know. Uh, so there's just stuff like that, you know, and it's stuff out there that not. I mean, because I think even our students look at some people what they say and like, yeah, right. You know, but I think there's some le- people that are that they would consider legitimate, you know, or parents who would, you know, they would consider legitimate people and give respect to that are espousing things that are just not true. And, you know, we need to be very clear about this God that we serve and who he is, you know, that he is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit.
0: I think I mentioned this in the podcast we did earlier for the leaders, but I also think about this this picture uh, of kind of of all of who God is that is on our side you know, that, that he is, if we think about the best things about a father, and that he is the perfect father. Maybe even if our earthly father hasn't been great or mistakes that we make, gosh, that I know I when I blow it as a dad, but we have this heavenly father that's for mm. us. And not only that, we have his son who, who came, who lived on earth, who knows exactly what I have gone through or will go through. Uh, because he's lived it, he's experienced it. And and beyond that, I have his spirit, who actually is the one that even draws me to him to Mm, begin with and convicts me of sin and convinces me of what's right and those things that this God, you talk about a big God and stuff that I have, um, stuff, and the the person and the God that I have that's that's available to me, that has a relationship with me, uh, that's an encouraging word for me to know all about who
1: he is. Mm Well, I think as parents, it's probably good to say at the front end here that, you know, we don't need to understand everything there is to know about the Trinity because because three hands. of us sitting here, yeah. we don't know everything. <laughs> yeah. um, and just to share with our kids, man, I, I don't completely understand how this works. I mean, it is a mystery. And that's one of the cool things our worship leader shares on a regular basis. He says, you know if I could understand everything there is to know about God, what kind of God is that, that I could know everything there is to know about him? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even know everything there is to know about my wife, um, let alone, you know, God, amen or OB church. You know, that big picture, but uh, to help our kids recognize and and talk about and, and think about that, man, you know, songs that are playing on the radio that, are related to, you know, God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Songs we sing at church, you know, how they recognize each of those aspects of the Trinity and, and how we in our families, even when we pray, um, you know, most of our prayers start out, you know, Heavenly Father and in Jesus' name. So we've got two in there and, you know, we're praying through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, um, you know, just to begin to talk about that. And we recognize it's a big topic and, and we're not going to, you know, have a theological discussion around the dinner table, but just to introduce You know, we are talking about God who represents himself in three persons. And it is a big deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Even, even I was just, when you mentioned that, I was thinking about, and even the spirit that prays for us when we don't know what to say, Right, man, how great that is as well. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Yeah. The third session is, what does it mean for God to be sovereign? You know, that big picture. Mike kind of got into that just a little bit. You know, I think for a lot of us as dads, we're probably guilty of, you know, when we've disciplined our kids or asked, told them, not asked them, told them to do something. They're like, why? It's like, because I'm the dad. <laughs> we're basically saying, because I'm in charge. You know, I'm sovereign. I mean, that's a good beginning picture of what it means for God to be sovereign. It's like, I'm God. That's why. <laughs> you know, that's, that's why you're going to do it this way. What does it mean? How how can we as dads, besides that, how can we help our kids understand what it means for God to be sovereign? How do we understand that?
2: Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, Rick, I um I think that's uh I think that's something that we've got to get a, a handle on. I think we've got to talk about that with our students. Um because I'm not sure. I think for a lot of students, authority is a big deal, and they really struggle with authority. And so, to try and, and grasp—I mean, they struggle with the authority, maybe of a dad in their home. You know, they don't like that authority, don't like the authority of a teacher or a principal or a coach or whatever authority they're dealing with. And then for them to jump to the authority of God, you know, what right does this God have to tell me? You know, so it's it's a big it's a big issue that we need to cover. I mean, how how do you get at that? Well, that's a good question. I'm just really kind of struggling Man. to know how to, to really talk about that. Glad I mean, well, I was
0: just I was just thinking uh I've been doing a, a parent class at our church this semester and we've talked about discipline the last couple of weeks and so it's in as a means of control, you know, about right. how you can uh you know, you can modify behavior and things like that because you're the one that's in control. But mm. but there's also that deal when it comes to discipline about the comfort of boundaries mm-hmm. and things like that, or the peace that can come by knowing that someone is in control. And right. sometimes when our kids are little, you know, it's like when they get frightened by the storms or whatever it is, but mom and dad are there. I know that they're really in control and, and that's good. And that's a comfort to me. And and I think uh, it's maybe a weak analogy, but I think knowing when the storms of life and these things, you mentioned what happened in Japan or, or time there's a tragedy, especially and people are going, well, where is God or how could this mm. be? It's this, this thing, uh, about trusting this God who is, mm. who is in control. He is, he is sovereign overall. And I, I think again, for us as parents that maybe we can share with our kids is, let me tell you about some times in my life when, uh, Man, when I was wondering where God was, but let me tell you how what I learned through that and how I found out he really was in control and that his purpose was was ultimately accomplishing right. this thing at a time when man I just didn't know.
2: Yeah. I think that's an excellent uh, illustration or an excellent way to do that. I mean, because that's very scriptural. You look in the Old Testament when when they would say, you know, you need to now tell the generation that comes after you, you speak and tell what God has done. And, Mm -hmm. And you see that happening in the, you know, in the Psalms, telling that story over and over again of how God rescued and God delivered and God's sovereign. And so I think that's a great. Uh, way to do that is one, tell about how God has been sovereign in your own life, right. you know, to see that.
1: Well, and that goes back to that Deuteronomy 6 passage too, just continually talking about how God is involved. I think a lot of times as, as dads, it's easy, and as parents, it's easy for us to talk about God being in control when everything's great in our family. We're like, man, God is in control, God's mm-hmm. doing some great stuff, but what about when we lose a job yeah. or we lose a loved one or, you know, a car dies or whatever, Um you know, is God still in control? I had a conversation with my son just this last week. It's a conversation we've had several times about, you know, how God orchestrated. And as we look at the events, how God was in control of getting him to where he's at right now in college and, and playing soccer, just a series of events that are unmistakable that was God working. And just I felt a need to remind him of that just because of some things that were going on to say, I want you to just think about how God orchestrated all this, that he is in control and as a result, how are you going to respond to that? But I think as parents, we can, we can help our kids see how God is in control. And, you know, we've, we've gone over you know, with our kids several times over the last 15 years you know, since I've been at Lifeway how God orchestrated events and brought us to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that can be one of those natural aspects as parents that so we can talk about how God's in control, how God's guiding and orchestrating events in our family's life and continue to bring those things up. I
0: think what Mike said too about when we have these stories in, in the Bible about about times when when it, it became evident that God was in control uh, uh of what was going on that if if we can uh, try to be sensitive to that 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 might help our kids see scripture as really God's living word not just a history but when if, you, if there was a comparable kind of situation mm-hmm. to point back and say, right. golly, yeah, that's, that's really kind of like what I'm facing or what my friends or the world is facing in this situation. And, uh, and even let's see what God's going to do. Cause a lot of times too, it's, it's that that benefit of hindsight and seeing right, how right. he really was in control when in the moment, man, it didn't feel that way. Yeah. That's a,
2: I think that's a, and I think that's a point we, we got to make sure we get to in that this is, the sovereignty of God is not—it's not a cut and dried ten-minute talk. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, it's so going we're going to on. wrestle with this thing. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, when we look at stuff that happens in our world, we're going to, have to wrestle with that. You know, God's really in charge. I mean, mm-hmm. look at that, and and what happened in our family. You know, my mom has cancer. Is God really in charge? I you mean, know? So we can't just go, well, yeah, God's in charge, and that's it. It's stuff we have to wrestle with right. with our students, and we need to be able to do that. And be really honest about that. You know, so. Right.
1: And a lot of that comes back just to that understanding that he is in control I need to recognize that he's in control even though I may not understand all these things that are going on I may not like it yeah God's in control this uh, I don't remember
0: where this song came from but there's a line in it that says you know when you can't see his hand trust his heart right. mm-hmm. and and sometimes in that moment that's that's kind of what you have as you're wrestling with it yeah
1: I mean I think as parents again we've we've modeled and demonstrated some of those those aspects of sovereignty just in the way that we parent that, you know, I know you're not going to understand why I'm asking you to do this or not letting you do this, but hopefully later on you're going to get it. You know, that's, that's kind of that picture of sovereignty with God that, you know, saying that, you know, I know you're not going to understand all this. The last session that we're looking at in this whole unit with your students is that, you know, what does God do for me? And that he's going to restore relationships I think out of all these questions, you know, this is probably the easier one for parents, and we might just spend a whole month talking about what God does for us, which is good because you're going to cover some of these other things. Um, Again, this is one of those things that, as Scott and I talked in the Leader Podcast, it's really good for us as parents to go over these things with our kids and talk about from just a parent's point of view. Man, what does God do for me? Here's what God's done in my life. You know, you're dealing with your kids that are, you know, 13, 16, 18 years old they haven't had the same kind of life experiences that you have had with God and just to share what God's doing in your life and that he's going to restore your relationship. Um, How have you guys talked about this with your kids, what God's done in your life and how he's restored you and continues to work that way?
2: I think it's just an ongoing conversation in our family about the love of God. And and, uh, we look at it, uh, we've just seen some things happen in people around us and God working to restore And we've we've shared on the podcast before, and Ricky and I have talked about our neighbors across the street, you know, who – made a radical, God made a radical change in their lives, you know, um, to restore, to bring them back, you know? And so we just talk about that a lot, you know, that God is a God who does that, that and it was good for me to see that happen because you just kind of get into this thing of, well, you know, yeah, you know, children get baptized and you know, people, you know, young people get saved, but when you see a, a radical life change in an adult, Man, you know, who God draws someone back to himself, Mm. you know, wow. You know, just to be reminded of that, that, oh, yeah, God really is in the saving business. You know, he really does love his people. And it is his heart that none should perish, but that all should come to righteousness. Sure. and so, you know, we've just talked about it in that sense of seeing how God has worked, not only in our lives, but to look out at the people around us of how God is working and drawing them to himself. You know, I mean, my son's been able to have a classmate who's just a couple of times has just Pose questions to him that show spiritual interest, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, just, and he's recognizing that as, Hey, you know, God's drawing this person, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and God is just doing that all the time. So trying to talk about that on, on an ongoing basis.
0: Yeah. And I think about that story too, and I know it's not in this scripture, but, but I think, I think when, when we, when we do that and when we're involved in that, it's, it's, I go to the deal about that we've been given this ministry of reconciliation as well, uh, that when we think about what God has done for us, man, and I think about God. In, in some ways my surrender to ministry was a more spiritually dynamic experience in my life than than coming to Christ. That was a very natural thing, but at a time where I really needed to make some changes in my life and just totally sell out and say, God, I want to do what you want me to do, and I think about how he restored things there. But that that for for these good things that he's done for us, Rick, when you ask about what does God do for us, but then we've also got that next step of we've also mm-hmm. since we've received that grace we've been given this ministry of reconciliation as well mm-hmm. as you have lived out with your neighbors and and Josh maybe with his friend or things like that as we have opportunity that that's part even as as uh, with our kids to to let them know what God has done but then what what do we do moving forward towards right. others right
1: well and, and you know just I think. Also that standpoint that, you know, God restores us, as you said, Mike, God wants everyone to come in a relationship with him. As parents, as Christian parents, you know, one of our greatest desires is to see our kids come to know Christ. And you know we've experienced that. Uh, we know that there are going to be parents listening to this podcast that will have students that have not come into a relationship with Christ. What a great opportunity for you as a parent just to sit down and talk about that. You know, you know, God is huge. Mm. He represents Himself in three persons. He is in control, but more importantly, He wants to have a relationship with you. Mm. And. One of the greatest joys as a parent is to be able to lead your own kids to Christ. Um, And so we would pray with you and encourage you uh, to find an opportunity to share Christ with your kids if they don't know him um, and encourage them, as as Mike has shared with our kids, to encourage them to share that with others. Um, What a great deal. And
0: and don't give up because even the three points in
1: this this lesson
0: talks first about how he releases you, that he really does give us the power to choose. And there may be parents listening here who their, their kids aren't, aren't choosing him for, for whatever. And, and, but, but then that also God runs to you, that he's pursuing us and and that as parents, I know that that would be our desire, but, but not to give up, to be in, to, to find encouragement uh, in the Lord because of, uh, of the restoration
1: that he, that he makes available. And, uh,
2: I think that's a really good word for
1: parents. No, definitely. Yeah. You know, and, and this whole unit of study, again, parents, the, the unit of this unit of study for your students is really designed to help deepen their understanding of who God is, just kind of the big picture of who God is. We want to do that for you, too. Again, I would encourage you to go and listen to those leader podcasts if you want to dig a little bit deeper into this. Because part of this aspect of, of deepening our relationship with God and, and understanding who He is is, it helps us to to come back to our strategy is owning our faith and making our faith known, living it out. It's a whole lot easier to live this out, this understanding of God is sovereign, if I have a basic understanding of what that means and then I can live my life and say God is in control. I need to yield to his control and his leadership. God does love me. God is working in my life and and to use that. So we encourage you parents to to find some opportunities, as Mike has said over and over again to find some natural opportunities to have conversations with your students and use the materials that we provided with you to help make that happen. so yep. thanks for joining us. Uh, join us again next month as we'll pick up a different unit of study. Thanks for being with us.